Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. some in Hollywood that still aren't getting the picture that get woke go broke is a thing now just to put this in perspective to to indicate that this is not something new okay this is not a new concept since 2016 when they started with this identity politics bologna sausage when they came out with that all-female Ghostbusters Bravo Sierra 
which was a horrible, horrible, horrible movie. Terrible movie, not funny. It's just, just terrible. And they came up with the, with the strategy that if the movie doesn't do well, then you just blame the fans for being bigots. And pretty soon, the concept was taken a step further, where you created your activism inside whatever vehicle, platform they call it, actually. We have a platform. So you create this woke platform, or, or this, this woke story, whatever, you hijack a beloved IP, make it woke as a platform so that you can tell everybody who loves that IP why they suck and why you are so much better than them and why what you believe is so much better than what they believe. Knowing that it's going to fail in the market, what you do is preemptively attack the fans and call them racists and bigots and homophobes and transphobes and whatever other phobes, misusing the term, uh, the, the uh, suffix phobe. And... and from Ghostbusters 2016 to today. This model in entertainment has not once produced success. Not once. Not ever. Uh, the vast majority, vast majority of times that this is used re resulted in financial loss. <laughs> Excuse me. And the occasions when it didn't result in financial loss, it resulted in just barely breaking even or a very, very minute amount of profit. We're seeing this with uh, Thor Love and Thunder currently. Thor Love and Thunder just managed to drag itself bleeding across the $700 million mark. So I believe that means that they did make like maybe $100 million in profit, something like that. Maybe a little bit more. Certainly not the spectacular success that the initial Thor movie was. Nowhere close to the successes of the Iron Man movies um, or the Avengers movies. Because entertainment, folks, was not 
meant to be a platform for activists. It was not meant to be a springboard for cultural change. It's not what entertainment does. But still, you have some in the entertainment industry that are hanging on to that concept. Disney being the first and foremost, the biggest perpetrator. Marvel. Ironheart. Let me tell you a little bit about Ironheart before we get too much into this. And yes, I have to increase the size of the font so that I can see it without my readers. Let's see how that works. Because I am that old. Marvel's Ironheart series to feature trans non-binary actor Zoe Tarrakis. Okay. First off, Kevin Feige's plan for the very short-lived Phase 4 and the part of Phase 4 that or the part that was previously Phase 4 and is now being rolled into Phase 5 for some reason. Um, actually, I'll tell you the reason. I know the reason that they're doing that, but we'll get to that in just a second. His ultimate plan here is to denigrate and denigrate all of the original Avengers and replace them with an all-female Avengers cast. And as I understand it, this is all going to culminate in two Avengers movies that will be all-female Avengers movies. That's my understanding of what they're planning on doing. Now, these characters that are doing the replacing of the original characters, these all-female Avengers, are based on characters in the comics, all of whom failed. Riri Williams who is the black teen female that replaces Tony Stark and becomes Ironheart, was not a successful comic. It is not currently in production anymore because nobody, nobody was buying it. And even activists, at least in the comic book world, because comic books are a little bit closer to the street level as far as the economy is concerned, uh, 
have to bow to the market. Disney doesn't have to bow to the market because Disney is being floated by ESPN. ESPN is bringing in more than enough money to float Disney's activism, which is why Bob Chapek, the CEO of Disney, hasn't done anything about Disney's activism. Probably has no intention of doing anything about Disney's activism, despite the fact that there are some people who say that he does plan on doing anything. I do not believe that he does. The The, the word from some uh, commentators is that Bob Chapek has been just giving Kevin Feige and uh, on the Star Wars side of things, Kathleen Kennedy, enough rope to hang themselves. They have had enough rope to hang themselves a hundred times over, and Bob Chapek has not made a move against either one of them. As a matter of fact, he extended or renewed Kathleen Kennedy's contract for another three years. So I don't believe Bob Chapek has any any intention of changing Disney's activism because he has no financial reason to do so. Disney can continue to either break even or lose money for years, perhaps even a decade or more into the future, and they'll still be fine. Because again, ESPN... And the live sports coming off of CBS makes more than enough money to allow it to continue. So Bob Chapek does not care about Disney content. Not, not even a little bit. Anyway. Uh, back to the reason that Kevin Feige is... He canceled... Uh, the remainder of Phase 4, and rolled it into Phase 5. Initially, from a business standpoint, when you look at that, it doesn't make any sense. Now, if you're going to cancel Phase 4, when you say that, one would think that what you're going to do is you're going to cancel the rest of the projects that we're making up Phase 4 and just jump into the beginning of Phase 5, those projects that were supposed to begin Phase 5. That's not what he's doing. He's canceling Phase 4 in as much as he's moving those movies and TV shows that were, were series now. They call them series now. Um that we're going to be on Disney Plus or are going to be on Disney Plus, you just move them into the beginning of Phase 5. So you're just changing Phase 5. And that it doesn't make any sense until you look at it from their point of view, the way that they see things, which is, is contrary to reality. They see things as the reason that things weren't working out and Phase 4 was unsuccessful was because it was called Phase 4. 
And so what we're going to do is stop calling it phase four, and we're just going to start calling it phase five. And people will like what's in phase five because it's called phase five. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. Not even joking. Not even a little bit. That's the way that they think. That's what they think. And that's why. He just moved the remaining projects from the end of phase four, put them in the beginning of phase five. Don't change the schedule. Don't change nothing. Just start phase five with the next whatever. And there you go. And it'll be successful because it's in phase five now. There's something wrong with the number four, but the number five. Yeah. Number five is cool. So yeah, that's what they're doing. That's that's why he made that change. So let's get on to Riri Williams, Ironheart, who, as I understand it, uh, had a an astonishingly successful comic run of uh, eleven books, or maybe that was America Chavez. Not sure. Both America Chavez and Riri Williams. Uh, oh, no, no, it was Miss Marvel. It was Miss Marvel that had 11 books, I think. Anyway, all of them. Miss Marvel, Riri Williams, um, slash Ironheart, America Chavez, none of them, none of them were successful. Or, as I understand it, are even currently in production anymore. These are failed comic runs. Failed comic runs. And these are the characters that Kevin Feige is going to use to replace the enormously successful Avengers. And if you thought that previous Marvel was woke, oh, no, 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 no. Just wait. If you thought they were trying to groom your kids before, check this out. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is from Yahoo Entertainment. Marvel Cinematic Universe is about to get even queerer. This week, Dateline reported that trans non-binary actor Zoe Tarakis, and if I mispronounce that, I'm, I apologize, will be playing a key role in the upcoming Marvel Studios series Iron Heart for Disney+. Plus. Details about which character Tarakas will be played, will be playing, have yet to be revealed, so apparently Yahoo Entertainment needs an editor too. But sources told the publication that this is an important role. Back in April, it was reported that Marvel Studios was searching for a trans actor to play a character who will be smart, confident, and with a mystical bent. And have a mystical bent. Oh, but that's a quote, so they're quoting stupid. And with a mystical bent and a unique sense of humor. Further details are still being kept under wraps, but this description of a supporting character fits well with what we know about Riri Williams, the lead character on Ironheart. 
this person will not be playing Riri Williams. That part is already cast. As an actor, Tarakis has already had a lot of experience on TV. She played characters such as Glory on Nine Perfect Strangers, Reb Keen on Wentworth, and Pearl Parati on Janet King. None of these I have ever heard of, to name a few. I don't know what any of those are. Never heard of Nine Perfect Strangers, Wentworth, or Janet King. Tarakis will bring trans non-binary representation to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Last week, Marvel Studios announced that RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5 winner, Shea Coulee, and I did pronounce that correctly, has also landed a role in Ironheart, making him the first ever drag performer to join the MCU. Coulee also identifies as non-binary when out of drag, which means that he will fit right in along with Tarakis. Now, Doc, why aren't you using their preferred pronouns? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I am not responsible for entertaining other people's delusions. That's why. If you consider, if you think of yourself as a 1973 Pinto, I ain't going to call you Beep Beep because I know you're not. I am not responsible for living out your fantasies. That's why. And to my fellow content creators, there, there's a couple in particular that I honestly have stopped watching as much of as I used to. I used to follow these people and watch their content every day. But now, when they're covering certain issues... I won't watch them anymore. And these these are these are down to earth type what a lot of people call based people. But because these people insist on using the preferred pronouns of these delusional individuals, I, it just annoys me. I won't watch them anymore. You know, when they're talking about Ezra Miller, they keep calling Ezra Miller they. Ezra, Ezra Miller is a he. Ezra Miller's a male. He's got a twig and berries hanging between his legs. He's a male. And even if he didn't have a twig and berries hanging, hanging between his legs, if he's got an X and a Y chromosome, Jack, that's a dude. Okay? This Shea Coulee has both twig and berries, X and Y, well, I'm assuming Twig and Berries because he's a drag, and that's kind of the definition of drag, is a dude that dresses up in chick's clothes. But he sure as shit has X and Y chromosomes. Dude, scientifically provable 
objective dude. Many queer fans of the MCU stop. Stop. Let's talk about representation. Let's talk about the number of queer fans. And that's, that's actually a term I do not mind using with regards to this group of people. Let's talk about the number of queer fans. The number of total, the total percentage, total percentage of homosexuals in the United States, depending on which source you use, is between 3.5 and 3.7% of the population of the United States. Okay? In the Zoom call of Disney executives that was leaked a few months ago, they were talking about making 50% or more of the characters queer. How, ladies and gentlemen, is that representative of today's world? Now, this has been going on for a long time, for a very, very long time. Decades, since the 90s, they started over-representing homosexuals in TV. To the point where if you ask somebody on the street, a normie, what percentage of the population do you think are homosexual? Typically, the answer you would get is like between 20-25%. Because that was the representation that was on TV and in movies. But it's not the case. Three points. That was 3.5 to, let's say, 4% of the population is homosexual. Okay? The number of transsexuals, the percentage of transsexuals in the United States is less than 1% of the population. So why all of this trans representation all of a sudden? Why all of this non-binary representation all of a sudden? The reason is is clear. This has nothing to do with representation. This is marketing. This is marketing. This is recruiting. Well, who are they marketing and recruiting to? Well, it can't be adults. Because most adults... I'm not going to say most adults, but theoretically, adults have already passed through the stage of identity versus role confusion, which is where your sexual identity is created and established. So it has to be for those people who 
are either currently going through it or who haven't started going through it. Now, the ages of those people who are currently going through it are your preteen to teen years, which tells you about the people who haven't started going through it yet and what their ages are. Folks, they are marketing this sexual deviancy to children. Now, I use the term deviancy without the negative connotation. I am using it in the actual meaning of the word, which means a deviance from the norm. Well, are you saying that homosexuality and transsexuality and non-binaryality and all of those things, are you saying that those things aren't the norm? Clearly, I just established that. When homosexuals only make up no more than 4% of the population... The numbers speak for themselves, and when transsexuals make up less than 1% of the population. But let's go ahead and, and say that they're 1%. They aren't 1%. They aren't anywhere close to 1%. But let's say they are. That means that 99% of the population are not. So Disney isn't interested in representation here. They're interested in marketing. And the people they're marketing to are children, your children, my children. Why? Well, the first most obvious reason is because transsexuals, homosexuals, non-binary sexuals are incapable of procreation. transsexual cannot have children, especially if they've actually gone through the change. If they've had the surgeries, regardless of what they are changing themselves into, whatever paint and body work they're having done, they can no longer have children. They're no longer capable of passing down their own genetic codes. It is impossible if they have gone through the entire change. So in order to create more trans, what they have to do is recruit. They have to market. For homosexuals, homosexuals if they are strict homosexuals, are not capable, even if they're not strict homosexuals, quite frankly, they are not capable of passing down their genetic... Or they're not capable of creating genetic offspring. Well, a, 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 a homosexual woman can get the sperm of a homosexual male and create 
a baby. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about two homosexual women cannot create a child between the two of them. They cannot. Cannot. You cannot take two eggs, put them together, and create a fertilized egg. It doesn't work that way. Likewise, two homosexual men cannot create a child between them. You cannot take two sperm, put them together, and create another human being. You cannot do it. It doesn't work that way. In order to create another human being, you need one sperm, one egg. That is science. It is objective objective truth. It is the way that God created things. That's the only way to do it. Can they adopt? Yes, but that's not their child. That's somebody else's child that they have adopted. That is not genetically their child. Are they a family? Of sorts, perhaps, yes. But that is not their genetic child. The same can be said for trannies. Can they adopt? I don't know, actually. I would imagine they would not have been able to previously, but perhaps they can now. I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. That will not be their genetic child. These are facts. So back to the many queer fans of the MCU who make up less than 1% of the population, and let's say that they are MCU fans, so that brings it down to way, way, way less than 1% of the population, are hopeful that Kule and Tarakas will get to interact in the series. Okay, says who? Who are these many queer fans you're talking about? So many queer fans of the MCU are hopeful that Kule and Tarakas will get to interact in the series. Who who are these fans they're talking about? Name me a single queer fan of the MCU that said this. Where do they get this? Who did they talk to to get this information? You know what this tells me? They're just making shit up. They're just making this up out of whole cloth. But the fact that they've both been cast on Ironheart already means a lot for the LGBTQ plus representation. Says who? Who's telling you this? Where are they getting? They're making this up out of whole cloth. Folks, this is not a news story. This is not a news story. This is more mark. This is marketing for the marketing. All right. This is not a news story. Many people are saying who. This goes back to those those political leaks that occur that, that that government officials have said. What government officials? Who? Who said this? Who are these queer fans you're talking about? Who are all these fans you're talking about? And we've already discussed the uh, deviant representation. 
For now, though, MCU fans are still waiting for the characters of Riri Williams to be introduced. No, we're not. No, we're not. Riri Williams is a failed character from a failed comic. Nobody knows who she is. Now, I'm not saying that Iron Man was the greatest comic of all time. He wasn't. When it comes to Marvel, no, not even close. Same with Thor. Thor comics were never that great. Iron Man was okay. But, you know, and, and nobody knew who Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Until, you know, Disney got a hold of them. I'll give them their props there. The, the first couple of phases... The first three phases of the MCU were really freaking good. And they could, if they applied the same model to Riri Williams, they might be able to make a damn good story. But that's not what they're doing, folks. That's not what they're doing. They are using the model of propping up a supposed representative of the oppressed by tearing down a representative of the oppressor. So they are going to turn Tony Stark into some kind of dirt bag in order to make Riri Williams look good. That's what they're going to do. It's going to happen. I guarantee it. I don't even have to watch this. I'm going to watch the people who watch this so they can tell me what this looks like and what it's going to turn out to be. I watch other people that watch this stuff so I don't have to. Because I dumped Disney Plus a long time ago. Because they have made it clear that they are targeting children for sexual grooming. Here's the story of the RuPaul drag queen who is going to be also in this movie or this TV show series, I'm sorry. Ironheart adds RuPaul's drag race alum correctly used Shay Coulee in an undisclosed role. Ah, uh, see, now I'm starting to think that this is the same kind of queer baiting that they have done previously. And they throw up these huge stories to try to get homosexuals and queer people. We'll just say queer. They like using that term. To get queer people to come watch their movies, and then, and I think the reason that they're saying that both of these people are in undisclosed roles, the reason that the roles are undisclosed is because they don't want to make them too big. If they make it too big and too obvious, then people won't watch. Well, what the hell do you think is going to happen when you put out stories like this? And people like me get a hold of them. And start broadcasting it. I mean, you want it broadcast, right? You're proud of this, right? You're proud of this representation, right? 
But when they finally get released and the people find out that these are usually actually bit characters that do not feature heavily in the shows, they come out and rightly accuse whoever's doing it of queer baiting. So that might be what we're looking at here, folks. We might actually be looking at queer baiting going on here. As the cast of Marvel's uh, Studios Ironheart continues to expand, the latest addition is RuPaul's Drag Race star Shea Coulee, who has joined the upcoming Disney Plus series in an undisclosed role. According to Deadline, RuPaul's Drag Race winner Shea Coulee has nabbed a quote-unquote secret role in the upcoming Disney Plus. They're baiting you. They are race-baiting the hell out of you. And here's the thing with the uh, Zoli Tarakis in a key role. Coulee is best known. Let's, let's open this one up, too. There might be some more information there. Coulee is best known for Emmy Award winning or Emmy winning stint on RuPaul, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, winning all uh, All Stars five. Yeah, who cares? Uh, Manny Montana, Mayans recently signed on for a series regular role in Iron Heart. Again, no other details were disclosed. Uh. In the Heights actor Anthony Ramos will also appear. Okay. The son of Iron Man, Baddie Obadiah Stane. And the Hood are also rumored to make their live-action debuts. Okay, so this is queer baiting, folks. That's what this is. That's what they're doing. Dollars to donuts. Neither one of these individuals has a big part in this show. Cameras are now rolling on Marvel Studios' Ironheart, but we're still hearing about new additions. Well, there you go. That proves it right there. That proves it right there. They are shooting already. That means all of the major roles have been cast, folks. If they're shooting already... Then all of the major roles have been cast. And all of these new folks, the latest to join folks, are bit parts, one-timers. Queer baiting. But we're still hearing about the new additions to the cast and the latest to join the ensemble is Nine Perfect Strangers actor Zoe Tarakas. Production is now underway on Marvel Studios' Ironheart in Atlanta, Georgia. Beautiful town. But still finding out about new additions to the cast, because they are new. Tarakis, a transgender non-binary actor who uses the they-them pronouns, is best known for appearances in... Uh, oh, so just appearances. So, da, 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 Manny Montana again. First photos, Sam Bailey. Uh, still. Okay, so yeah. So now. Oh, now I'm starting to wonder. Now I'm starting to wonder if this show is even going to be as woke 
as they're trying to advertise, or if they're trying to cover their butts, they're, they're, maybe they're trying to straddle the fence. Because that's what I heard about um, Doctor Strange and Thor Love and Thunder. I heard that those were not nearly as woke as they might have started out to be or were intended to be. And I know that Doctor Strange went through extensive reshoots. I believe that to be the case also for Thor Love and Thunder, or they were able to do the reshoots while they were still in production to make it less woke. And maybe that's what they're doing with this, because this is still in production. So maybe what they're doing is straddling the fence and they're putting out all of this propaganda to show, hey, we're still woke. Maybe they're trying to show the Hollywood press, we're still woke. See, we're bringing in these two, you know, this drag queen and this non-binary queer person, whatever. So we're still woke. But what's eventually going to come out is not nearly as woke as it would have originally been if it was done, say, two or three years ago. Now I'm wondering if this is going to be even as bad woke. And if they're straddling the fence, it'll still suck, but it won't be woke suck. It'll just be suck suck. So this will be interesting. I'm now kind of revising what I previously thought. I am going to say that these are your token queers. And they're making a big deal in the press about them to queer bait and to virtue signal. But that these two individuals are, that's all they are. They are the token queers and that they might actually try to put a halfway decent story together. So we'll have to see. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, let's move on to the next one. Another company who has not learned their lesson, but will. They will learn their lesson starting in September, as I understand it. Amazon... Amazon. Amazon. The same people who are going to be releasing the billion-dollar Titanic disaster. Rings of Power. Which has absolutely nothing to do with Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. That's going to be the one, folks, by the way. That is going to be the one that destroys woke movie, woke content production, period. Major woke content production 
is going to be destroyed by rings of power because Amazon has put so much into rings of power, so much money. When it crashes and burns, and it will crash and burn, I mean bad, really, really, really bad. Even a billion dollars will put a bit of a dent into Jeff Bezos's pocket. It'll make him sit up. And that will be the end, I think, of, of major woke content. But here we have Amazon trying again, trying a little bit more. Amazon's A League of Their Own series makes lead characters queer, brings back Rosie O'Donnell as gay bar owner. Wow, there's a stretch. Again, this is virtue signaling, but here they're making main characters queer. Like that was happening in the 1940s. Amazon Prime Video's new streaming series, A League of Their Own. This is also going to crash and burn. Nobody's going to watch this crap. Based on the 92 baseball film will be a coming out story filled with multiple LGBTQ narratives. Again, this was not happening in the 40s. It just wasn't happening. Including the return of original star Rosie O'Donnell as, a, as the owner of a gay bar. While nobody in the original 92 film is gay, the show's co-creator and star, Abby Jacobson, says it's an iconic gay film. How? How? You don't get to just label stuff like that. You don't get to just say, oh yeah, it's an iconic gay film. It was not made that way. That was not the intention of the film creators. You don't get to say that. These people are trying to, they imagine themselves to be gods, apparently, that they can speak reality into existence, that something is true simply because they say it is. No. No. A League of Their Own was not a gay film. Now, the gay community might have liked it, but a lot of people liked it. And now, hear this. Now, hear this. Just because the gay community likes something does not make it a gay icon. Because the gay community makes up no more than 4% of the population of the United States. That means 96% of the population is not gay. And they liked it too. So that means it is a not gay iconic movie. It is a straight iconic movie. The relationships in the movie, all of them, we're heterosexual, so no, it's not a gay, iconic movie. 
You don't get to just say that and make it true. And the new show will be a coming-out story for its two central characters, Carson and Max, according to a report by Yahoo Entertainment. Like, no one's gay, but maybe they are. I think a lot of queer people feel a connection to that film, Jacobson said. So, no one's gay in the movie, but maybe they are, and, and so we can look at it like... And this is what they do, though. They do this. It, I'm, I'm trying to be absurd, but it's true. You, uh, oh, well, you know, um, Rocky... The movie Rocky. Nobody's gay in the movie Rocky, but maybe they are. Maybe they are. You don't know. Nobody ever said they weren't. Hmm? I'm sorry, folks. This is just so ridiculously stupid. And I have an extraordinarily low tolerance for stupidity. I have an extraordinarily low tolerance for stupidity. And this, this, this is written by stupid people for stupid people. So basically this show is going to have queerness all over the place, despite the fact that there was not queerness all over the place in the 40s. It is going to rewrite history in its queer image. Nobody's going to watch this. Nobody's going to watch this garbage. Nobody. So, I certainly am not. Amazon is... I don't know how much they put into this, into the production of this film. It couldn't have been much... Even if they got Rosie O'Donnell, it's not like she's pulling down any numbers anymore. So, I mean, no normies are going to watch this. You're, you you're pandering to 4% of the population and not even all of them are going to watch this. Because I guarantee you, I know a lot of gay people, folks. I know a crap load of gay people. And not all of them are activists like this. As a matter of fact, of all of the gay people that I know, which are quite a few because I'm a nurse, so guess what? Lots of gays in nursing. Lots of gay guys in nursing, at least. And of all of them that I know, I can think of two right offhand. Not even that, no. Maybe one. Yeah, oh, maybe two. We'll go ahead and say two that are activist gays. But the vast majority of them, no. They're just regular folks. They're just regular folks who, like everybody else, want to just be left the hell alone. Hell, a lot of the gays that I know are actually conservative. <gasps> no, it's true. It's true. 
there are a lot of them out there. It's going to surprise you, but they're not going to watch this crap. If they do, it ain't going to be for long. So this is another financial albatross that's going to be hung around Amazon's neck that is going to prove the adage, get woke, go broke, is a thing, but it's not going to do near as much damage as rings of power. That's going to be the big kicker, folks. That's going to be the killer. Right there. That might even send a message to Disney, but God, I hope not. I I am still enjoying watching Disney go down in flames, and I certainly hope they continue to do so. But we'll see. Warner Brothers is getting sorted out. Netflix is getting sorted out. I expect Amazon will come around eventually. But I don't think Disney will. Anyway, that's it for this pop culture segment. Hope you enjoyed it.